Hey guys, we are Whatever is Left, here with another episode for you guys today, this time on the topic of centrism and independent politics. So, Danny, this was your idea. Yeah, um, I watch way too much TV for my own good. <laughs> uh, it was brought up in one of my recent binges of Yellowstone, uh, and I thought it was an interesting topic that we can go over. Okay, um, for those of us who don't know anything about this show, uh, would you like to summarize that? Uh, spoiler territory, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, so it was basically, um, Yellowstone is a modern western uh, taking place in Montana, and the, the main characters own a ranch uh, over like 200 acres. Uh, and it borders an Indian reservation and Yellowstone National Park. And it's also in prime real estate area. So a lot of people are wanting gotcha. to so, develop. Uh, rich, uh, white asshole colonizers. Yes, basically. Um, <laughs> and the rancher, one of his sons is a lawyer and he's very politically aligned. So his son wants to go into... Um, Politics, clearly. Uh, and he wanted to run for attorney general, and one of the senators suggested that he run independent because so, uh, because party lines are so dug in, it's easier for him to win without being aligned to anyone. And I thought that was an interesting take. Yeah, um, I can't say that I agree with that take, though. Um, as we've seen with like every presidential election, you know, independents just don't do well. That is true, but I think it's we we need to look away from big elections like presidential elections. While the attorney general, you're not going to have that many people running, and that that was a big part. Is he was the only one running at the time, so he was running independently as with no one running against him. I mean, so he was getting votes from each side, but it, the story got convoluted. That that's not the important part, but I think the idea was at least have support from each side when you become the attorney general so that way you don't look like the bad guy to anyone. Yeah, I guess with enough um, money and outreach in a local election or even like a statewide election. I mean, Montana has like three people who live there anyway. But um, yeah, I, I guess it's doable. Um, I don't see that happening in a state with more people living there. Yeah, and that's true. You also have to think about a lot of these red or midwesterner states are they have more power per person when it comes to voting like in general like even in the presidential election the people in the midwestern have more voting power than someone in california or new york yeah i i mean if you're running for like a statewide election if you sway like ten thousand people that's like make or break right there yeah, yeah. and that was really the big point is it's Montana. It's a deep red state, but the father did not want his son to run as a Republican, which I thought was kind of weird. And I, I kind of fell in love with the show a little bit more in that moment. Well, uh, Montana is interesting. I think one of their senators is a Democrat, I think. Um, well, they, they also have a huge Native American population, too. I mean, that doesn't mean a whole lot. Um I don't have the statistics on that in front of me, uh, but I can't imagine that uh, too many Native Americans are um, 
aligned to parties. I don't think they are, but we also make it very difficult for them to vote. I mean, not disagreeing here uh, at all. Yeah, um, I think that's one of the big issues we face, too, is a lot of people who live on red, red reservations have a harder time to vote because you need a physical address to get your voter registration, but you can't use a P.O. box, which many people use who live on reservations because they don't have addresses. Yeah, uh, in case you guys didn't know, that's like one of the prime ways that Republicans stop regular people from being able to vote. Um, On top of like voter ID laws and uh, voting restrictions on people who have uh, criminal charges and all kinds of other things. We cover this already um, in criminal justice reform um, and some other episodes. But yeah, it's it's really messed up how they do that. Um, and that is a way that they can control who in the um, voting populace is able to vote, you know, and control how elections turn out. Um so yeah, anything else uh, you would you want to uh, get into about uh, independence and electoralism? Not right now. I did look it up. Uh, John Tester, he is a, a Democrat and has been a senator for Montana since two thousand seven. Yeah, I mean that's one like a long time yeah. uh, for like a deep red state like that to hold on to a uh, blue senator. And it seems like they tend to have a lot of Democratic senators from you know the history i'm seeing and they hold it for a long time it's not just yeah i don't know a whole lot about um that senator uh but i can't imagine that they're as bad as like joe manchin is or uh what's her name the uh woman senator uh from either arizona or new mexico um she's she got a lot of shit recently I know who you're talking about. I... <sighs> uh, Kirsten Cinema, that lady. Um, I don't. Apparently, she was like cool in the mid two thousands, and then she suddenly took like a weird dive into like uh, no minimum wage increase and all kinds of other horrible stuff. We had that conversation with Brutus on how people early on were Democrats or had very Democratic views. But they still hold those views from like the late late nineties, early two thousands, where some of these views were very liberal for their time, but now right. are very conservative. That was a good talk. But this is cool. Um, yeah, uh, lots of stuff to uh, to unpack there. We didn't come on today to just uh, shit on elected officials, although it's always <laughs> a fun thing to do, and we should do it more often. Maybe we should have a whole episode to shit on just random. <laughs> You know, maybe like a weekly special where it's like we just dunk on someone in office. <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds like fun. Um, Make it like the end of our episode. You know, if you guys uh, <laughs> like, share, <laughs> subscribe, <laughs> and we reach some uh, magical goal, let's say uh, 300, 300 likes on our Facebook page. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. go through. Well, we'll make this whole new uh, series where we just dunk on politicians. Um, and we'll have fun with it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. The kind of shit that we'll get canceled for. It's great. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I know that you wanted to talk about the Gallup poll. Yeah, yeah. So um, there is a Gallup poll, uh, a recent one. I don't know exactly how recent it is, but, you know, Google search has pulled up that 40% of adults uh, in the U.S. do not affiliate with either of our country's two major political parties. Um, And this is the most recent poll that they've done on it. Uh, This could mean many things, uh, such as... They are affiliated with one of the minor parties, like the Green Party or the Libertarian Party, um, or one of the other um, smaller parties. There's lots of them. Most I feel like there's more left-leaning small parties than right-leaning small parties, because, um, you know, left is fragmented and can't agree on a whole lot. Uh, but, yeah, uh, so they could either be affiliated with one of the minor parties or prefer not to put labels on their voting. I know you as an individual are super opposed to labeling anything as we found out in our label episode. Yes. I saw that look you gave me just now where you're like, and it's, it's not, it's the idea that if I label myself as one of them, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm not going to agree 100% with any of them. So I rather, avoid the label and call them out each individually with a disdain that I hold deeply. <laughs> I I largely agree with you. Um, I hate the Democratic Party because uh, they've done so many horrible things. I've seen them burn my man Bernie Sanders twice in a row. Like, did him so <laughs> unbelievably dirty. And I'm still seething about it. Like, honest to God. The only reason that I have a D next to my voter registration is because our state has a closed primary. And you know my feelings on that. I will... I I pride myself in being an independent, so during primary season, <laughs> I will switch to a D just to vote, and then switch right back. You know, that's like, have, that's like priding yourself in breathing air. You know, <laughs> it's like... Doesn't mean a whole lot. What, what does being an independent mean to you? It's... <laughs> I don't want to say it because it makes me sound like it makes me sound pretty conservative when I say it. Please do. <laughs> I hate it. No. Um, I I just I hate the left. Like we, they, there's just so many issues there. I hate the right even more though. Don't don't get me wrong. Are you sure you're on the right podcast? <laughs> I am left leaning. We know this. I agree with a lot of values that we, we we've seen i hold very left-leaning opinions it's just no one section ever feels right and as tommy lauren once said i'm a millennial i just don't want to get labeled uh you guys heard that danny just <laughs> quoted uh tommy lauren as a um, joke because it was trash she is trash um some female empowerment you got there i don't know i'm not <laughs> my female empowerment as a feminist is saying yes i am going to support her and tell her you can be trash you are allowed to be a, sh- a shit person and a horrible person i'm not gonna stop you i will let you dig your own grave <laughs> words of wisdom yep. uh that's uh it's danny's feminism <laughs> um I love it. Gotta love it. I will not support you purely because you're a woman. I will support your ability to speak your truth, but I but don't get mad when I tell you you're wrong. So, uh, come on, um, you, as you were uh, shitting on the left. <laughs> shitting on the right mainly, but it's just I don't feel like the moment you get comfortable and you 
choose a side, that's when you let more things slide. You're going to sit there and be like, okay, I get it. We're trying to appease the other side or, you know, I understand we can't handle this issue right now. We need to get more votes. We need to be able, we need to be more flexible. But when we keep reaching over the aisle and they keep going even more right and saying, oh, well, you're not compromising. You're not doing anything. That's the complacency the left has been in where they'll keep reaching over and... Um. I'd, I'd like to clarify, that's not the position that the left has found themselves in. That's a position that the Democrats have found themselves in. Yes. And I'd like to clarify that the Democrats are not a left-leaning party. They are a center-to-center-right party. And our po- whole political spectrum is fucked up in this country. That is true. Uh, but that's where I don't like choosing a side. It feels like once you do, once I say, oh, I'm a progressive... They are immediately going to disappoint you. And expect the worst, be happy when the worst doesn't happen kind of idea. Yeah, I I don't find a whole lot of stuff wrong with the idea uh, of being independent, just not wanting to put labels on things. I I do think that sometimes people... um, pride themselves in not having labels just for like the sake of it it's like the hi- most hipstery thing to do in politics it's like i can't even put a label on my politics it's it's like sorry that's like tied for the most hipstery thing to do other than finding like um a a small subsect of a subsect of politics that you need like a paragraph to describe <laughs> properly uh which thankfully i've not found myself in quite yet but catch me in a couple years, maybe. I would say, quite yet. <laughs> like I said, I if I have to, and I you force me to choose, I do say I find myself leaning to be labeled a progressive. And the fact yeah, that- <laughs> check out our label episode where I forced Danny to accept <laughs> this reality. Um, and she hated it then also. <laughs> I did. Um, but I also acknowledge that if when push comes to shove and I need to vote, I and I want my voice to be heard during a primary, I will switch. I I, I love that you are willing to put that D next to your name just to vote in the primary, and then you're <laughs> spiteful enough to actually go through the process of changing it. Like it doesn't take very long to change it. It's it's but spite. Like, yeah, it's pure spite with you. Like I'm kind of just too lazy to even bother with it. Um, I will but you're do, just like out of principle. <laughs> it is. It's a big principle problem with me. It's I don't agree with that D next to my name, so I'm not taking it. Uh, God, the Democrats are awful, though. Don't get it twisted. I will almost always pick the. Uh, I we've talked about lesser evilism before, and that's oh God. And that's I, basically I just what hate you having. Do. It's what we have to do in this country. Um. We, we have to always... But the problem is we don't. Like you said, they burned your man Bernie. Oh my god. Like I'm still mad. That wasn't... We didn't have to choose the lesser of two evils. We had a great choice, but the Democratic Party was so far up their butts, they didn't want to. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, it's just like the political establishment has too much to lose to let any significant change happen. Which is actually kind of bringing back to the Yellowstone argument. What was what 
the senator was saying choose independent because each side has too much to lose but you also won't get funding from either side when you do choose to be an independent or run independently yeah and that comes with its own problems like politics is expensive it's so so expensive and that's a problem in itself which we can talk about which we haven't talked about yet a whole lot but as we seen with um jan last week you can run a completely internet-based campaign, and that's n- not cheap, but not as expensive. I mean, at the moment, I'm pretty sure he's funding that out of his own pocket for the most part. Because um, he's running ads all the time. But uh, <laughs> Like I said, not cheap, but not as expensive as, you know, printing ads and, like, the gas it takes to drive to places and... Things like that. Yeah. Um, I know we were hearing that from uh, Mia a few weeks ago. Um, Go check out both of those episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Check out our interviews. Um, They're pretty fun with some local candidates. I know not all of our listeners are from our area. Like, a good chunk of them are. Like, about half of them are. And then a good bit is from Seattle. (laughs) And then the rest of them are just from Washington State. (laughs) And we got a couple international listeners also, and we appreciate you guys, too. We appreciate all our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, so... Both major parties are trash, uh, but for different reasons. And I think it's honestly foolish to treat them as if they're equally bad. Because it's just, like, not objectively true. But it's like... One is evil, and one is just so deeply disappointing. Like, I hate them both, but I hate them for different reasons. Yeah. 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 Like, one is very visibly trying to do harm to us and everyone around us and our planet and all kinds of stuff. Like, a laundry list of, like, super villainy, bad guy stuff. And then the other one, like... (laughs) They're really the party of, like... Hashtag, you know, BLM and, you know, pride colors, and then are immediately going to fuck over all those people they try and just represent. Yeah. They, they're they the ones who will speak the, the speak, but will never walk the walk. Yeah, and it, it's just so frustrating, and more and more people are getting done with their shit all the time. Which I think is why we're, we're seeing an increased number on people who identify as a third party or independent. And, uh... Gen Z in general who just are having none of this bullshit. They're ready to burn everything down and I love it. I love I'm it. Here it's a mood. It. It's a mood. Uh. <laughs> As a Gen Zer, I approve. Uh, you know, not no comment on that one. Um I will take both sides whenever I need to. But yeah, it, it's like um we, we have to be careful uh when we're talking about, you know, what's worse. Uh, you can't treat everything as if it's equal, because that's, like, another problem that we face is sort of uh, the false equivalencies, which I'm going to talk about a bit more later. Not every issue that we come across is going to be debatable. Like, so many people who see themselves as, like, centrists, which is a portion of independence. Like, let's be real. Independence, like... 
there's left-leaning independents, right-leaning independents, and then I think there's like a small group of very uninformed or uncaring people who sit in the middle. I don't think they're uncaring. I think that's a Oh, there's bit a mean. lot of apolitical people out there. Most of them just don't vote. But, but I, th- I think the issue, I think the majority of those apolitical or people who don't know a lot about politics are unfortunately... Non people of color. <laughs> I think <laughs> that yeah, this is a roundabout way by saying white people, um, because people of color have to be political because politics affect every their everyday life, while white people can go through life without being political. Uh, I mean, you're not entirely wrong, but there's also like a lot of people who get so fucked over by politics and by the system that they just check out and i don't think you pay enough attention to that group um i think maybe i don't pay attention there's so many people that just check out of the system and just don't bother voting and uh, that's like i know uh one of the big demographics that just doesn't vote or like barely votes are asian americans i told you that fact yeah and you should have forgotten it no i'm (laughs) so there's a difference issue that mm words sorry asian people don't vote not because politics don't affect them they don't vote because people don't reach out to them that's the issue with that um when politicians you know do their politiciany things where they go out and talk to the people they often miss a group of a whole group of people which are asians um and that's with flyers and making sure it's they're able to read it or um, just even them knowing the issues, especially for first generation immigrants who are coming here, there is a different struggle for them. And I don't think that they're apolitical. I think they're uninformed. There's a difference. Um. Yes, I feel like they're largely intertwined. Like, people who aren't informed are likely to be apolitical. I think it's like the square rectangle thing. Yeah, like, if you don't know about the issues, of course you don't care about the issues. Um, And, of course, there's the people who have been wrongly informed, who are told, you know, lies and propaganda and are, you know, sort of shifted one way or the other um but we could could definitely talk about the media i want to talk about the media at the end uh (laughs) because there's so much to say there so much to unpack the media is trash um listen to us instead (laughs) (laughs) new media yeah i'll say you could argue that we're media but we're at least upfront with our opinions (laughs) oh yeah you know uh we're not called whatever's in the middle um (laughs) also we try to inform and then give our opinions there's, it's a little bit different. We do political commentary. Uh, yeah. Well, information, then opinion. You know, I mean, I don't think this episode is uh, super informational. Oh, no, no, no. This, this is, is just uh, me shitting on centrists <laughs> and well, independents. It, it's a little informational. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I was... Okay, I, I guess we should finish talking about independence before moving on to issues with centrism and things like that. So, I said earlier that independents don't really have a 
an electoral history of success in this country. Um, I think the best that an independent did was Ralph Nader. And I think... I hate to be this person. What? Abraham Lincoln. He was a Republican. He was... He was like a third-party Republican. He wasn't uh, a Republican mm, Republican. Mm. He was a third-party. If party. we're talking about third-party success, that's a little bit different than independent success. Um, and that actually, the most successful uh, third-party candidate was um, Teddy Roosevelt, I think, in his... Uh, that was back before there were term limits, and it was after his initial uh, two terms, and he... Uh, resigned, um, or sort of his term just ended, and he said he wasn't going to run again. Uh, William Taft came in, uh, who was his handpicked successor, and just started undoing and fucking up all the things Teddy Roosevelt did. So then he was like, this can't stand, and then he ran against his handpicked successor <laughs> as a third party, the Bull Moose Party, and uh, both of them got defeated by the uh, uh, the Democrat. So... Well, when you split the vote like that. Yeah. But he, he, it was close. It was close. It ended up being like, uh, I'll, I'll pull it up. Pull it up. Um, actually, it's not important. I'm not going to pull it up. <laughs> Look it up yourselves. It's pretty cool. Uh, they lost. Um, they split the vote, but it, it was uh, the most successful um, third party run in, I think, our country's history. Uh, we just don't see that anymore. Uh, Nader got like 10% or less. Um. And I think it's just because we have, as a country, kind of bought into this two parties for the win. No one else can come in and be like, rah, I'm running and be successful. Oh, when I said 10%, apparently I was really wrong. It was like less than 3%. Oof. I think. Yeah, everyone just was just really mad at him because that little tiny percentage would have like swung Florida and changed the trajectory of our country. Uh, but hey, we're not talking about alternate history here, despite how fun it is. Uh, <laughs> I wonder what would have happened if we would have had a president back in 2000 who understood the severity of climate change. I was thinking the exact same you know, thing. <laughs> I was like, Al Gore. How different things could have been. Uh, <laughs> but hey... You know, who's dreaming of alternate possible futures like uh, history nerds like you, you know, or anyone who was a Bernie Sanders supporter who could imagine him being on his second term right now. R.I.P. R.I.P. Our futures. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, OK, so I'm <laughs> getting a little sidetracked, but, you know, that's just how we do here. Um so, independents are a large electorate, like we said. They have the potential to swing elections, but most of them just end up voting for one of the major party candidates anyway, because, like we said, there's left and right-leaning independents. Um, a lot of polling shows that independents are more left-leaning than right-leaning, which surprises a lot of people. Like, it, if you go by party, there is very unfavorable... Um, beliefs about like the democratic party and even the republican party but if you go like issue by issue with the american people so many policies are like in the green with them you know well i think the uh, big part is you have these 
major states that it's ingrained in their history to, you know, their families are all Republicans. And the, the Republicans have done a really great job at lying to their base and making it seem like they are the party of the people, that they are the ones, you know, trying to do what's better for their constituents rather than themselves. Yeah, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I don't know exactly where all this came from um, and how this misconception, like, grew. I, I'd love to have a guest on to break that down for me. That sounds like a really cool talk to have. Um, but it's not true. I mean, historically speaking and, like, policy speaking, it's not. Yeah, it's it's not true. Um for some people, it is that it is one issue or two big issues for them. Like, yeah, it, it's getting over the name and the labels in the first place. Well, like, I think if, for- if you ran as a Republican in a deep red state, but you ran on like a pretty lefty platform, you would kick ass. I think, like, if you ran on a platform of like. Yes, I'm pro-union, I'm pro-worker, I want to see the workers empowered, raised wages, more benefits, you know, all that kind of stuff on, like, an economic populist platform in a red state, you would kick ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most like, definitely. And I thought- especially in a place like West Virginia. Like, they're so wrong on social issues, but if you focus on the economic policies, you could do a lot of good. I I think the big thing for a lot of Republicans are two big issues. And it's always been these two As a big- former Republican, enlighten me. I'm not... A, I, I've never been <laughs> on paper a Republican. Um, I was young and naive. Gosh. I think it's really two big things. Guns and abortion. Also, I was never a Republican. At worst, I was a libertarian. (laughs) I mean, uh... (laughs) not 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 great, but not bad comparatively. Comparatively, no, it's still pretty bad. I was. It was Um, middle school. It was middle school. uh, So, before Tanny felt the need to defend herself. should have just let that one slide in. <laughs> no, I couldn't. I cannot. <laughs> um, what, what were we talking about? Oh, um, the two big issues that oh, people right, right, fall right. into Yeah, Republican. Republicans and conservatives really have an issue with abortion. And that's just something that, like, I don't think that there's a lot of... Um, there's, there's no m- middle ground on that for anyone. Which is weird because, A, um, a lot of these conservatives and Republicans are like... You can't make me wear a mask. How am I? Like, how are you to dictate my body? And all women are looking like, oh, first time. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a great point. Like, it's one of those really polarizing issues. Like, there's so many other things in this country that we can, like, have conversations about and might be able to meet somewhere in the middle. Like, I think (laughs) the funny thing that people always go to is, like, what the tax rate should be is something that we can have a debate on. We can't have a debate on women's reproductive rights. And I don't get it because, like, yeah, you can say you're pro-life, but you're pretty uh, pro-death penalty, too. That doesn't seem very lifey of you. Yeah, and what what about all those uh, kids after they're born? Uh, Yeah, I I always say they're pro-birth, not pro-life. Pro-birth. We... 
Yeah. I had an argument with a, uh, with a guy who was very pro-life. Um, and I was like, you know, you're just pro-birth. And he's like, no, I am uh, I am pro-life, not pro-quality of life. And I'm just like, you, you see that how that's worse. pro-quality of life. That is like the most quintessential conservative thing I've heard in a while. Like, just, just hearing that, just, <laughs> I need that, like, on, like, a button. And I need all conservatives just wear that button. Yeah, he, he sat there and really tried to argue that... I am not pro-quality of life. I want you to live in fucking destitution. <laughs> like, God, I that's what I hate about them. Like, <laughs> such absolute, utter disregard for the humanity of other people. But that's, you know, aside... I'm, I'm getting a little heated over here. Uh, God, I fucking but hate that shit. It is, and I don't get it, because, like, you can be pro-choice... And never get an abortion for your for yourself because that's what pro choice is. You get to choose whether to have one or not. Uh, yeah, and not to shame people who do. Yeah, uh, that's it's kind of part of the pro choice uh, territory. Um, and there's so many other issues uh, that we can go down issue by issue that like are not debatable. And I think this makes a great segue into our next uh, part of this conversation. So. Other things that are not debatable in this country. Climate change. It's real. It's happening. There's evidence for it. That's just liberal propaganda. I can't even see with the straight face. Go home. <laughs> no, but that's, I've heard that a lot. Gary, kick her out. <laughs> uh, God. Uh, but seriously, like, uh, there's not two sides to that issue. It's people who are right and people who are wrong. It's the, it's science, but people are like, you, you science, you know, it's like science changes. How is this really science? Or that that's just a lie. That that was manufactured by, I don't know who manufactures these lies. They never tell me who they man, who manufactures it. Uh, didn't you know that was big green energy? Ah, uh, yes, those beautiful. Um, windmills and give people can- <laughs> they don't give people cancer uh, <laughs> the fact that we have to say that oh there's uh, a lot that we have we should have to say yeah, in 2021 like vaccines do not cause autism oh god you know that's <laughs> also even if they did like they don't but let's let's in this don't, don't humor the talking point <laughs> let's say it does no why no, is <laughs> why is that so like how is it the worst thing that could like happen to your child autism is not a death sentence you know what is death sentence not vaccinate vaccinating hey, you know, your kids they're not pro-life they're pro they're they're not <laughs> pro quality of life either so you know uh it's just it always aggravate i have a few of them in in my face anti-vaxxers yeah that are, still you haven't gotten rid of anti-vaxxers off your facebook for the in, same- in the midst of coronavirus the reason I have it is I like seeing what they say. Just just to know what I'm up against. Like, what stupidity can you say to try and convince people that vaccinating your children is wrong? You know, it, it's really hard in my current uh, education pathway. Like, I, I remember sharing uh, this tidbit with you, but, like, in public schools, like, there are parents who will sign a waiver for their children to not be vaccinated because of like religious beliefs and it's, it's absolutely crazy we're not talking about vaccinations 
we're getting I, really sidetracked. I was here. just thinking, like, there's a state that is re- removing the religious exception, um, as they should. It's bullshit. Like, if you have a religious ex- exception, then you can homeschool your child. Honestly, yes, good point. But I don't even, I can't even think of any religion that might have a problem with the idea of vaccination. I actually know two. One that isn't really an issue, uh, the Amish, but they are in such a very small sect that it doesn't really they affect them. They wouldn't go to public school anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't affect them. But the other is um, the people who knock on your door on Saturdays and annoy you and wake you up early. Jehovah Witnesses. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> they um, they also don't believe in blood transfusions, so you can give them the components to blood, but you can't get they can't get blood transfusions. So like iron and things like that and plasma. Yes, blood. No. Huh. So, Weird. Um, yeah, I mean, we could always have that religion part two episode where I shit on stupid practices like that. Uh, and we can finally finish the Wicca part. <laughs> oh, definitely. That sounds like a cool time. Uh, back to <laughs> independence. Uh, so we talked about how um, climate change is not a debatable issue. There are lots of these out there. Uh, not issues that are treated as 50-50 when they're not. It's zero or 100. I mean, some of them are. like Not everything has to be that way, but there are a couple issues that are just not debatable. Like... Whether, you know, LGBTQ people should have rights. Like, why is that a debate? It should not be a debate, you know? Should black people be allowed to vote? I mean, of course. (laughs) People being allowed to exist should not be a debate. And I don't know why. Because they're not, they're they're pro-life, not pro-quality of life. God, it's... I want you to go thank that guy. Because I, I know you still have him on your Facebook. No, no, it was my Facebook. It was TikTok. And oh. that was the guy who was super like, that was willing to debate. But I think TikTok deleted his account. Because oh. I can't find him anymore. I mean... <laughs> good? I, yeah, it's a good thing. I was going to debate him. I was actually going to... As you should have. That would have been really cool uh, to see unfold. But that is like... Uh, I'm, I'm still stuck on that. Like, he also hates women. I mean, as you do when you're a conservative. Uh, like, he he tried to hide it and pretend like, you know, he was hiding the fact that he hated women, but it was pretty obvious. <laughs> God, like, yeah, there's so many issues like that um, that we can have conversations about. Not all of them are zero to 100. You know, a lot of them, I think, are 90-10, um, you know, 80-20. Even 70-30. Not a lot of them are 50-50. And I think that's a problem. We have a lot of people in this country who see both sides as equally bad always. And they always, like, almost instinctively, like, it's like a personality trait of theirs to see, oh, there's two sides, so both of them must be wrong. And the truth must be somewhere in the middle. You ever hear that about two people's stories? Like, well, both of them are saying something different. The truth must be somewhere in the middle. But sometimes one's a narcissist and one's who's actually telling the truth for the most part. Yeah, I mean, both could be absolutely lying, and the truth could be somewhere in the middle. Or not. Or not at all. That's not, like, a rule that we should follow as a society, okay? That's not, you know, um, what was the term? Uh, uh, 
about causation. Oh, causation does not equal correlation. Uh, causation does not mean correlation. Yeah, you know. Or correlation does not mean Something causation. Something like that. Yeah. Correlation does not <laughs> I can't mean speak causation. Today. I feel like Danny uh, on a usual episode. Yeah, it's correlation does not mean causation. Yeah, even if that rule is like true a lot of it, it's not even a rule. Even if it, that happens to be true some of the time, it's not going to work every single time you try and apply it to a situation, especially to really complicated things like political issues and problems with our society. It's not, it's not like a uniform thing. Um, so we have that as an issue. Uh, I don't know how many people actually think that way. I know it's almost, um, an expectation for people, uh, in a way to think that way, especially if they're in like positions of, uh, power or have influence over society to sort of, they, they feel like they're above like dealing with the issues and they just sort of remove themselves and treat everything like it's equal. Like this happens a lot in media. I know we're going to talk about media still a little bit later. People who think that they're above the policy debate itself, just like both sides are just wrong. You know, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. <laughs> no, I understand what you're referring to. Just <laughs> It, it's hard. <laughs> it is. Um, and I really wish I, we had one of these kinds of people on right now, because this would be a, such an interesting show today. Instead, we're like strawmanning someone really hard and just giving them a roll. <laughs> <laughs> we're call, Fuck we're, this person in particular. Fuck this hypothetical person. We're building our, uh, our, our man, our straw man, and then we're just blowing him away with facts. Yeah, I mean, we, we know these kinds of people. I mean, we, we talked about earlier um, the kinds of people that end up being independents or centrists. They're usually, like, the less informed of our uh, society. Um, if issues don't affect them directly, they don't bother researching it. And then they just make opinions based on what they're told. We all know these kinds of people. They're everywhere. I'm sure we've had many Facebook arguments with these people where you'll Somebody. like, you'll, you'll drop in the comments, like a very helpful article or link just oh, to sort of guide them in the right direction. I, I did that with someone when they posted about uh, gas prices. I was like, you know, gas prices change with every presidency. It's like, it's like a cycle throughout the year gas prices change it's like and they really wanted to be like oh does it really and i really dropped the article on them you like know, uh, gas prices so, change no matter if you're a democrat or republican sometimes people just need like a little bit of research and they'll be okay yeah uh, but it shouldn't we live in an age of technology yeah we, we should not have to do so much work to aid, educate someone if you can post on facebook you can spend a Five minutes it takes to do research on that thing you're about to share. Yeah, I mean, our audience can probably roast me because I just didn't feel like doing any research about <laughs> what I was talking about earlier. But uh, it was like... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm, wrong. I'm right, though, at least about some of the stuff I was saying. It, it, like, there are some things that, you know, I get. Like, if you genuinely know, like, generally know what you're sharing about, cool. I do it all the time. I don't research every single thing I share. This not worth it but sometimes if it seems a little out there and abstract 
Oh, yeah. If, if I see something that I start to question myself, I'll research it, you know? And I feel like that's... I don't want to say that's how everyone should do things. Um, everyone has different levels of what they're willing to like accept on like a surface level. Um, so... If you think something is weird, look into it. That's all I gotta say. Don't believe everything you read. <laughs> um, yeah, don't believe everything you read on the internet. You know, there, there's such a thing as, like, uh, good sources, though. Trustworthy sources. And actually, most of the time, Wikipedia is pretty trustworthy. Yeah. Just uh, not about, like, celebrities or things like that, but, like... Yeah, they don't let normies edit Wikipedia about, like, serious stuff anymore. Like science. All yeah. the science articles on Wikipedia, pretty accurate. Yeah. Especially because they give citations at the bottom, and you can go look those up in actual books yourself. That saved me a lot in college. <laughs> I definitely just go to Wikipedia pages. And then just go all the way down. <laughs> yeah, and then cite the people that Wikipedia cited. <laughs> like, duh. Uh, <laughs> take that, college professors. Um, I didn't use Wikipedia. I used the people that Wikipedia used. <laughs> Yes, I used Wikipedia for ideas on their sources. You know. <laughs> it's not cheating. It's not. No. It's not. Anyway, we're not talking about that either. <laughs> See, this, this man, is what happens when it's just me and Danny here without Matt. You know, Because we don't have anyone to argue with. We don't. Man. I actually like it. Fuck that guy. Be nice. <laughs> This is be being nice. Damn it, Danny. And I'm usually the one telling you to be nice. Uh, yeah, so... It's not like he'll listen to this. Not everything has two sides. Um, and l let's talk about media. I've been putting off talking about media because I wanted to do it at the end, but we're rambling and not on topic anyway. Uh, well, okay, so I like this fun fact about Fox News. Okay. Uh, in Canada, they can't call themselves a news station. Oh, yeah. They're an entertainment company anyway. Yeah. And, like, didn't one of the CEOs, or like, one of the big people up there, I can't remember who, said, uh, you know what? Let me research this before I say oh, it. Oh, uh, I mean, multiple of their hosts have been sued. Like, I know Tucker Carlson has Ugh. been, or Fox News has been sued on behalf of Tucker Carlson's show, and... Their legal defense was, this is a character that he plays on TV. It was it's the same thing with Alex Jones. Alex Jones was classified as a character. And all of the shows that they do are entertainment for legal purposes because, you know, they're hazardous to the public, you know, state of mind. Especially Fox News because it's like the biggest news network in the country. Right-leaning. I think. No, it's it's the biggest in the country. It's the biggest right-leaning, but it's also just the biggest. They get way more viewers than, like, CNN and MSNBC and NBC and, you know, those other networks. I doubt they get more than, like, the BBC, but that's because the BBC is, like, everyone in the UK. <laughs> And people globally, I'm sure. Um, Actually, that's a fun fact. If you want reliable information about things going on in the U.S., listen to the BBC. 
It could be or the other most. foreign news sources like uh, Al Jazeera. Um, you know. Of course, you know, everyone has their own local news outlets that they put some level of trust in. Um, oh, no reasonable viewer would do such a thing in reference to believing that what they say. Oh, a reasonable viewer of ordinary intelligence listening or watching to the show would conclude that um, what they are saying is incorrect. It's be, like, there's a lot of edits on this article. It's from NPR. It's pretty... Yeah, no reasonable person takes Fox News host seriously is basically what the legal argument comes down to. Uh, and that says so much about our country. Yeah. Like either most, you know, a lot like a lot of these conservative Americans are either not reasonable people legally for whatever that means or you know. Fox News has been painting this picture to Americans for so long that they are a news station when they're an entertainment company. Uh and that's even a stretch. They're literally just like a propaganda machine for the Republican Party and they have been since their inception. Uh they actually go into that a, a little bit in um God, I'm trying to remember what it is. It's a movie uh, about Dick Cheney that came out a few years ago. Uh, it had um, the actor who played Batman in it. I know you don't mean Robert Patterson, but why is that no, the first person I, I thought of? <laughs> nah, um, um, ben Affleck? No, the one before him. Vice? Yeah, Vice. Vice. That was a cool movie. They uh, they they talk a little bit about the origins of Fox News in there, and how uh, the Republicans had a a big hand in setting up the uh, media propaganda arm of the Republican Party. Um, Interesting stuff. It's it's terrible. Uh, I mean, on the flip side of things, like MSNBC isn't a whole lot better. That's basically. the uh, Democratic uh, equivalent of Fox News. Like, I don't know if you guys listen to Rachel Maddow, but you shouldn't. Uh, she's the, the fact that when you said her name, I just kind of cringed. <laughs> she's basically just like the flip side of Tucker Carlson. Um, he says a lot of dangerous things every day, and she talks a lot about like things that aren't necessarily true, like... All, half of the Russiagate stuff, at least, uh, that she pandered on and on about for, like, a year or two. Or, you know, actually, most of the entire Trump presidency. Um, and uh, there's a lot of problems with that. Uh, half of the, About half of that story proved to not be true or realistic at all. And then we had to look into things like Infowars. <laughs> I, I don't even want to talk about Infowars. Like, it's been a while, but, like, a few months ago, I was definitely just driving, and the dude in the truck in front of me had an Infowars sticker on the back of his truck. Like, not just, like... It it was so bad, I was so disgusted that I almost wish it was just a Trump sticker instead. (laughs) They would have been a little bit better. I was like, this would have been a little bit better. But no, this person actively listens to Alex Jones enough to actually put an InfoWars sticker on the back of his vehicle. But, hey, you know. I, I The reason I brought it up is because I was looking at the uh, media chart 
Yeah. Um, the how bias is your news source. And it's funny because Fox News is in the red, like a little bit higher, like almost orange, while InfoWars is also in the red. It's in the same category as yeah. InfoWars. At least MSNBC is in the yellow. <laughs> uh, what, what's the yellow? Um, the yellow, they count as fair interpretations of the news. While red is nonsense damage to public discourse. Uh, like I said, Fox News is in between like red and orange. Like They're on the line of both, where orange is unfair interpretations of the news. Okay, I just pulled it up. Yeah, so MSNBC is on the same level as like Vanity Fair. Um, what's another one? Do people still? Yeah, MSNBC is classified as uh, hyperpartisan left, and I mean I think this entire chart is it's it's completely centered on the U.S. political spectrum. Yes, yes, that's yeah. a big part of clarification that. towards anyone who's international. Or, you know, uh, wants to just be like, uh, but what about, um, yeah, it's based on the U.S. political spectrum. The but same also, one that thinks that Democrats are actually on the left. But it's also based on U.S. media sources. I mean, it, it, it's about U.S. media sources in comparison to the U.S. political spectrum, which is already fucked. Uh, <laughs> so... There's only a couple sources on here that I think are actually, like, decent. <laughs> Most of these are pretty awful, even the hyper-partisan left ones. Um, but this is it's, it's pretty useful. It, it tells you I bring this up a lot. About uh, different news sources. I think one of my favorite things about this is really just seeing everything, but you got to remember, a lot of our news sources don't do their primary research. Most of the television news and media are, are secondary sources. The primary source is almost always uh, newspapers and journals like that. Someone who's actually on the field doing the research, doing the canvassing, breaking the news. Very rarely is a television news station breaking new news. You're better at getting your newspaper to find out more accurate information. Yeah, and I, I think it's a little... Um, I'm not sure how much I, I would consider uh, CNN, NBC, you know, and uh, outlets like that to be slightly left of center. Um, I mean, I guess they gave Trump a hard time, but like... I don't know. They try and stay as neutral as possible. And that's what I was talking about earlier. It's the it, media, at least those media outlets, um, the ones that strive towards neutrality, and they, they think they're being um, above the fray as far as politics goes. Like, they think they're being uh, straight with the facts. And that's a big issue is sometimes... When you report things as fact or as they're happening, some a lot of times you're giving in to the other side. Um, someone once said, it was a comedian, and we kind of talked about this earlier before we started. 
Um, comedians are doing a better job at reporting the news than news stations are. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Like, there is a reason that um, The Daily Show, back in the mid-2000s, was, like, the best place to get your news. I mean, it's still kind of great. I haven't watched it in a few years, so I, I don't mean, quote me on that. Uh, I think Trevor Noah might be a Democratic Party hack a little bit. A little I, bit. I like him. Uh, I don't want to give him too hard of a shake because I don't know him personally like that. Yeah. So I, I think the show uh, is is a little too ass-kissy. Okay, um, valid. You know, I'll give you that. I haven't watched it in the last, like, yeah. two years, so I'm not too sure. Um, but it was really talking about how, like, news stations were taking everything that came out of Trump's mouth way too seriously. Um, on both sides. On both sides. While comedians were able to look at it and, like, talk about it, but also joke about it. I mean, on, like, the one hand, I understand why the media paid him so much attention, because he was so good for their ratings. Oh, so good. And their ratings have absolutely plummeted after he's out of office. Because think about it. How, like... Sometimes you just want to turn on the TV and have a good laugh, and what was a better laugh than... Donald J. Trump. Almost anything. <laughs> the news was awful, and I didn't watch it. He, I mean, I didn't either. But, like, if you really <laughs> wanted to know what he was saying or what he was thinking, you just take your happy fingers to Twitter and, like, watch it implode. But he's not on anymore. Yeah. Or Facebook. Twitter's trash, though. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a Twitter. We should use it more often. Yeah. And we just got a TikTok. Yeah, we got a TikTok now. And uh, hopefully soon uh, we'll, we'll have that. Um, uh, the place <laughs> where you guys can go and follow us and support us monetarily. A Patreon? Patreon. <laughs> That's what those are called. <laughs> Definitely watch. had a mind fart there. Yeah, I was watching it, and I was like, I think I know where he's going with this. You should have just cut in. Well, just, no, because there were so many was different sites. I was like, was it, does he mean YouTube? We have a YouTube. I mean, I would not have minded if you just plugged one of our other <laughs> oh, things. Okay, <laughs> just, I was like, Even Facebook. if it wasn't what I was thinking, like, just I was like, Facebook, plug us all the time. YouTube, um, we're about to have merch soon. Merch link in bio. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh... <laughs> We're always getting distracted, but that's like it's the neutrality bias that these uh, centrist quote unquote uh, media organizations have. They treat everything like it's equal, but yeah. it's not. And also, never be neutral. Neutrality always helps the oppressor, not the oppressed. Like, and we we can go into why these organizations are like this. Are they receiving um, like general network coordination from above? Is it, like, very micromanaged, where, like, the producers and the owners of the company are like, you guys can only talk about certain kinds of things in certain kinds of ways? From what I understand, they don't do that. They just handpick people to be hosts, and they give them, like, a level of creative freedom because they trust that these people are going to do what they want. Yeah, but when you handpick people, mm -hmm. you're choosing them based on... Yeah, the, their history, who they are as a person, yeah. the kind of content that you know they're going to deliver for you. And people like Fox and that whole network, that's 
when you really think about it, that's all Disney. No, Disney doesn't own Fox News. Oh, did they? I thought they did. No, uh, so uh, Fox has separated its like film and like movie and TV production from Fox News. Fox News is like its own entity. Because I thought that was weird, like having Fox News and ABC. Because yeah, Disney does not own Fox News. Okay, because I know that they own like ABC, Freeform, Disney. Disney owns a lot of shit, and we can talk a lot about Disney and its growing monopoly some other time. Also, fuck monopolies. Fuck monopolies. Do yes. We have a whole game that proves that it doesn't work. Ah, oh, God, just capitalism. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I I got into an argument about, about Disney um, on Facebook, like, earlier this week. We really got <laughs> One day we'll read our Facebook arguments. Oh, I got blocked by a lady on TikTok. Nice. <laughs> yeah, like, this dude was, like... Oh, it was about um, Disney wanting to uh, only... It has, like, a rule about uh, diversity in its movies right now. Like, it's, like, every other... Um, movie that they're coming out with has to be about non-white people at the moment. Like that's like their rule going forward with oh, their media. Awesome. Is that why the um, the new movie? Ugh, it was really good. The Raya one. And the Last yes, beautiful movie. Go yeah, watch it. I great. loved it. Ugh. Um, is yeah. it free yet? No. Okay. No, I don't. I don't think it's free yet. Um, but apparently, that's like uh, not like a hard rule that they're sticking to, but something they're, that they're striving for with their uh, you know what media that, th- that they're putting out and. The, the article is like, Disney is turning away a lot of good scripts because they don't focus on people of color um, across the world. And people are getting really up in arms about that. And this one dude was like, yeah, Disney and their communist ideology and the, you know, I'm just like, dude, what about this multi-billion dollar mega corporation monopoly is has anything to do with communism? Can I guess something? What? He was white, wasn't he? Is that like, I mean, yeah, he was white. <laughs> it, it's just, it's weird when I hear people say something like that, and that's why I have to, like... It's like, how uninformed is this man right now? Like, he's so uninformed, I don't even think I could a conversation would actually help. I just have to roast him and get likes on the internet for clout. Um, it's, I think it's a lot of people are seeing a shift in media, and they're... They're realizing they're no longer the center of the narrative, and they're not okay with that. Not that they're no longer part of the narrative, but that they are no longer the center of it, which is odd because we can see how having people who look like children, like when kids have someone to look up to and be like, hey, that person looks like me, it gives children more hope to like... Maybe I can be. Yeah. And this is definitely like a sidetrack conversation. <laughs> I agree with you, though. It was part of media. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with our <laughs> no, topic at hand, but it was media related. I see how we got there, <laughs> but we need to go back. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just had to talk. Disney. Disney, man. Disney. Um, yeah. Uh,. <laughs> So Fox News is not owned by Disney, <laughs> uh, and Fox News is trash. Uh, most media is trash. Uh, try and find um, internet media, but that also comes with uh, difficulties since there's entities like Ben Shapiro on the internet and Chowder and uh, 
even even someone like can we um, start our own news station uh with what money though um (laughs) um and even people like uh joe rogan a lot of people get their news from joe rogan i don't think i've ever heard joe rogan like i know of joe rogan he seems like a nice guy but he has no idea what he is talking about you know who i really like what as you know maybe not like news news but still pretty news uh john oliver last week tonight I like the idea of John Oliver. What? That, that's about all I have to say. Well, I need you to, to further this. No, I, I think his show is, like, largely trash. I feel like every single season of his show that he's come out with, there's, like, maybe a handful of episodes that are about, like, good topics of conversation and the rest of them are just handled very poorly. Either I don't know if he writes his own scripts at all, or how much like creative direction he has over his show, but a lot of it's bad. And I'm unapologetic about that. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, there, there's some good episodes out there, but I feel like for every good episode, there's like one or two bad episodes. Okay. I don't have a list of his content or clips. But I, I know, I know. That, that's why I'm not going to ask you. I can't go like, into too much more detail about this right now. I, that's why I didn't just ask you, know, you to pull let, facts. Let's, let's sit down and we can just watch some of these episodes and see how bad they are uh, some other time. Um, but yeah. So, I say his show is pretty pro-democratic establishment. What? What's that face for? Okay. You guys can't see it, but she's making a scrunchy face like I just did something <laughs> icky. Well, because I don't, I don't agree with it, but you know. You, you, do, you, you do. don't? You do, you boo-boo. Well, you don't think he's... Well, you think he's some, like, uh, oh, no, beacon no, of independent hope? <laughs> I'm not going that far, either. I'm not saying he's the Bernie of of news networks. You know what? I'll, I'm not going to say he's the Bernie of news networks. Yikes. I'm not going to say that. Um, but I will say he... I can't even say he's a news network because he takes a very specific topic and just kind of unpacks it. Yeah, I mean, he kind of does what we do here a little bit in like a similar kind of fashion where we just break down like a oh. topic. Uh, <laughs> except we have dissenting voices sometimes. Uh, he just talks at us for 40 minutes. Yeah, well, it's 25. Oh. I, I always it feels wa- like 40 <laughs> <laughs> I watch his content on YouTube because it's free. Because I don't want to pay for HBO. Uh, always use Adblock, by the way. I pay for YouTube. <laughs> okay <laughs> give money to google i guess i do it because i've since i'm always on my phone i'm in my car i want to be able to close my phone so it saves battery okay otherwise yeah use ad block yeah i always use ad block definitely and i just angrily shake my fist into the sky when i get like 15 second ads on a youtube video if they're not skippable just report them and that's how you skip it 
Words of wisdom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we said this wasn't going to be educational. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a skippable ad? Just report it. Now it's skippable. Your ad sucks. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, Danny and I are largely in agreement about uh, about playing both sides is dangerous. Like, let's talk about an issue that we hear both sides about a lot. And it usually happens with, like, economic things. Because everyone treats, like, the fiscally conservative people as just as valid as, like, the economically, like, liberal people. Um, like, oh, but spending too much money and having a big debt is bad for our country for reasons we can't seem to explain. <laughs> Other people are just like, people are literally starving in the streets right now. Can we the do thing is, we don't have that? to. World hunger doesn't exist. Ooh. Okay, let me explain. Let <laughs> me ex- unpack that. Okay, world hunger, yes, like people are starving. They don't have to. Okay, there you go. We world we, hunger does not have to exist <laughs> is what Danny meant to say. No, no, no I meant to, I said what I said. Um, but what I meant is, we as a nation, just the United States of America, throw away food every year to end world hunger. I mean, yeah, not counting um, the rest of the world. Like, yeah. I know I was looking at the math before and... Um, like potato farmers, they don't have people to sell us, so they're just throwing away potatoes. Yeah. Grocery stores, I know. Uh, I, I love that France uh, did this and they, they make it so that when grocery stores are throwing out food, that they have to donate it to like homeless shelters and stuff like that instead. Fun fact, most companies, any food at the end of the night can donate it. And the, they just choose not to. They choose not to. And the BS of, oh, what if someone gets sick? There's literally a law in place to protect companies that if they donate food and someone gets sick, they're not liable. But they do it because they don't want to spend the extra half hour of labor to go take these food to, to the food banks. Even though people could come to the, the restaurant and pick it up and cause no extra labor. Because, you know what? The time that it would take to throw it out, the people would be packing it in their tra- trucks. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. No debate here about that. Um, we have some really shitty policies in this country, and we can talk about it's that. Even policies. It's, it's just corporations, corporate greed. That's the issue. Uh, I mean, I didn't say it was like a law, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a shitty policy to not have a law preventing this oh, yeah. from happening. Yes, yeah, uh, I agree. <laughs> this, this lack of law is the problem. Um, but I, I, think, I think it sucks that we have to have a law for someone to do the right thing. I mean, we talk about that a lot, but I I like having lots of laws to make sure people are doing the right thing. That's about taxes, too. I mean, people say, oh, why should I have to pay taxes to the government? Why can't I just donate money to charity? Because you're not actually going to donate your money to charity. Yeah, because, A, uh, relying (laughs) on charity to to do what the government should do is just, no. Yeah, I mean, it's just people aren't going to do it. People are going to just keep their money and not donate like i get people who are f- struggling financially but rich people aren't gonna pay for poor people's stuff and ch- a big example mega churches also fuck mega churches also ch- tax the church also tax the church all religious institutions there's my asterisk uh yeah yeah um you know i don't have a whole lot to add to that we talked about that before um in our religion episode 
Um, but yeah, like it's just one of those things. Um, a, a lot of economic issues are always treated as they're equal when they're not. Like the minimum wage thing, we can't pay people more money because inflation. Okay, but can you like give an example of things drastically going up in price because of the min- minimum wage increasing? No, it's almost like things go up in price every year anyway. Yeah. It's like, we can't raise minimum wage or the price will go up. The prices have been going up anyways. Yeah. I think we did an episode on the minimum wage. We talked about it at least in the labor episode. Yeah. I don't think we've did a whole episode. I don't think we need a whole it was, episode. It was featured. It was featured in yeah. that conversation. Go check that out. Um, yeah. like There's so many things that we can have conversations about. Different ways that we can help people. Different ways we can make things better. But, you know, instead they like to keep us uh, distracted and divided. Just distracted and divided, just the way they like us. Because people who are fighting amongst themselves will never fight against the real oppressors. That is a very good point. But, uh, yeah. If we learn anything from this episode, it's that uh, the media sucks, uh, centrists don't really stand for much of anything, and are probably uninformed or apolitical to start with, and uh, independents are more complicated than they seem to be, um, but they only really exist because, you know, the two major parties suck. I think if we had more political parties that covered more of the spectrum, we wouldn't really have independents like that. I agree. Also, to make an unskippable ad skippable, we'll just record it. Yeah, that's probably like the, the <laughs> best little drop of knowledge. in this. <laughs> I have random drops of knowledge like that. I love it. I love it. Um, do you have anything that you'd like to, to add? Um, I already said tax the church. We, we didn't do a whole lot of uh, arguing today. Uh, it's pretty nice. You know. We got sidetracked a lot. That's okay. On a good... It made sense. There was a path. Yeah. Check out our uh, episodes with all of our new guests. Yeah. Um, And hopefully we'll be having more in the near future. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No no spoilers on that one yet. But it should should be pretty cool. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. They're from Florida, maybe. We'll say that. <laughs> that, that. That's our only hint. Oh, and I don't t- think we have any listeners from Florida yet, though. Uh, and TikTok. There's that. TikTok oh. and Florida. TikTok and Florida. The, you know, two cesspits of America. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been whatever is left. I'm Danny. I'm Hunter. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> have a good night, guys. <laughs>